You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. And I've been sharing and mentioning in many of my episodes about my own spiritual journey. You know, I don't separate out what happens in life versus what happens in my business because everything is interwoven. Like, so it's something that is part of my business as well as my personal life. And I'm lucky to have so many in-tune women on the journey with me. You know, ones who I can share many innermost feelings with, and they lend amazing insight from where they are on their own journey. You know, every journey is a process, whether it's a spiritual journey, a weight loss journey, or a course creation journey. You know, there's a beginning, there's a middle, and there's an end with pieces along the way. So having that guide, that person who has been down the road and knows the process is super important. You know, they can validate your feelings and your experiences when the rest of the world won't. They can prepare you for the steps you are taking, and they can create a community where you feel safe and accepted while on your path. My guest today is Karen Foote. She is a Reiki master teacher and the owner of Moon Magic, a spiritual wellness center in Hillsdale, New Jersey. She brings topics of a spiritual nature to people in grounded, approachable, and down-to-earth ways. You know, Karen loves doing one-to-one healing sessions with her clients. I can vouch for her on those. And teaching classes on metaphysical topics and connecting with people in a real and authentic way. Her specialty is nurturing those and supporting those people who are newly on their spiritual journey. So Karen is a part of my inner circle and support system, and I'm really happy to have her on the podcast today. We talk about healing and energy, you know, the world that she's in, and how the past year has been full of growth with her opening her own physical space, launching her podcast, and relaunching her online course, Spiritual Seekers 101. I mean, the fact that she is so approachable is why her course is so cool. You know, if you have an inkling or a curiosity, it's definitely something for you to check out. And Karen shares with us something very unique that she does inside her course that builds community and confidence with her students. But what I love most about Karen is that she brings what she does to life through so many channels. You know, she's a creator. I talk with people all the time who are stuck in one channel. You know, they can't always see how their work can translate to different formats. So we talk about that today, you know, bringing your method forward in another form, like a digital course. And, you know, Karen is just so cool and so fun to talk to. You're going to really enjoy it. So listen in as we chat with Karen Foote about her multi-channel spiritual business. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game is my approach to business, the actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies. And I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. 
Hi, everybody. Welcome. I am so excited for today's podcast. I've got a very special guest, my good friend and entrepreneur, intuitive, Reiki practitioner, Karen Fote with us. You are one of my favorite people, Karen. And for the audience, Karen is one of my in my women business owner circle. You know, we support each other, we help each other out, we celebrate with one another, all of it. So welcome, Karen. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. You've got super talents when it comes to intuitive and feeling energy. And as a Reiki practitioner, you've developed using energy. And we talk a lot about energy here, so it's, it's uh, pretty common. And I love that you've created so many channels for your work to come to life. And we're going to talk about those. But to start, can you help us understand some of the terms that you use in your work? Like, what is an empath or what does it mean to be an empath? Yeah, for people, a lot of people who are, are w- like waking up to their sensitivity to energy and their spirituality, they do come across the word empath. And being an empath is someone who's like hypersensitive to energy. So mm. if you are easily influenced by the energy in the room, if you get overwhelmed in crowds, if you get tweaked by lighting or sound or textures, all these things can be traits of being an empath because we're just kind of more hypersensitive to the energy around us. And I'm going to say that I think, and you tell me if I'm right, like there could be levels of that, right? Different degrees. Like when you say some of those things, I'm like, oh yes, but I'm certainly not all the way. Like I'm on the light scale of it where I'm affected or I do feel like I feel other people's energy in certain ways, like where I'm absorbing that and have to be very mindful, but there's the scale, right? Yeah, for sure. And um, I guess if you're just, if you end up getting like emotional or like you, you take on somebody else's pain or that kind of a thing, or you get angry out of nowhere, or you get uh, flustered out of nowhere, it could be somebody else's energy that's like influencing your own. So it can be seen as a, a curse, not a blessing, if you don't know the tools on how to deal with having these traits. But once you have the recognition of tuning in and being like, is this my energy or is this somebody else's? Then it kind of gives you the power back because you could just kind of say, okay, thanks. I don't own that. That's not mine now. So like, be gone. (laughs) I don't need to carry that anymore. So just, just sometimes like you might pick up on somebody else's anxiety and then you're feeling anxious and you're like, what's wrong with me? So if you find yourself saying, what's wrong with me? And, you know, like, what's going on? I thought I was fine. It could be that you just kind of step into somebody. I always think of it as like a stink cloud. Like you step into mm-hmm. somebody else's like funk and then you take it on as your own. Road rage. Road rage can be like that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right. And I love that concept, though, of having the tools to be able to manage it and deal with it. Yeah. Having having the tools to deal with it is is key. And that's really what I'm helping people with when I do this work. Awesome. So. Share with us like an early memory of yours of being an empath, like, you know, where you knew this was your calling, you know, where you were spurred to like learn more about this world. Like, was it when you were a kid? Was it, you know, maybe you noticed things, but then was there one point that you were like, okay, there's something more to this? I don't know as a kid if I really even thought about it. It's, my family just thought I was a pain in the ass. So, you know, being labeled as being, I, w- I don't think I was overly emotional or sensitive. But beyond being a child, like, I don't think that I don't have any memories of being especially sensitive in a way that was debilitating or whatever. A lot of times people who are raised in narcissistic households have a higher empathy rate because they're so high strung about like tiptoeing around the narcissist 
that it can kind of develop an empathy or mm. be an empath traits, which is something I learned in the researching of empath stuff when I was first doing my class. So that's interesting. I wasn't in that kind of environment. So a lot of times people who are... What's burned you into your work? What's burned you into your work of like, okay, I got to go deeper into this, or I had that dream, or like, what was, what kind of moved you into learning more? It was probably the empath things came later. I was more spurred into the work with the healing aspect where I like to do the hands-on healing Mm -hmm. and work with people and make them feel better. So I was sensitive to energy without knowing I was sensitive to energy. And then in the teachings that I was bringing to people, being an empath was always kind of part of it. So then I kind of went backwards to research it, to fill in the gaps, to introduce it to people that, you know, maybe weren't on a healer's path or, or sensitive to energy with body work like I was. Right. And for people who are listening who have not had Reiki yet, like it's a super cool experience. I, you know, go to Karen and um, other Reiki practitioners as well, but it's a, it's an energy work where you're the person who's the practitioner is feeling your energy and bringing their energy to it, right? You want to describe it a little bit more to us? Like there's just, just a special relationship there. Yeah. Well, by tuning into somebody else's energy, it helps to relax them and kind of neutralize and chill them out. So I may not always be feeling the worst of their anxiety. I'm just more looking to like kind of put like put ice on the flames in a way, the energetic flames. So I'm not necessarily like stepping into like their fear or their anxiety, but I might notice it in my own body. So that can happen where all of a sudden you're like, oh, I like I'm getting heart palpitations and it's just the energy of this person. Or you feel like, sick to your stomach or just the weight of the guilt in their bodies, in their hearts and stuff. So it can be physical where I temporarily take on their energy and kind of tune into it. I'm not sure if that even answered your question. (laughs) Yeah, but I do have to say that, you know, you've got a talent though. I mean, what you tune into and I love that you're able to see things and then share it with us afterward, like during the process, during the session, I mean, that's just extra, the little extra sprinkles that come onto it that I, you know, I love about working with you. So this has been a major year for you. I want to like dig into some stuff. You know, you've had the launch of your physical space, Moon Magic Wellness in Hillsdale, New Jersey, the launch of your podcast, the Spiritual Seekers podcast, and you're getting ready to launch again, your Spiritual Seekers one-on-one course. So that's some pretty major stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> which, you know, let's start with the space. Okay. Again, you've opened this space, lots of guts to take on a launch of a physical store and healing space during COVID. I, I mean, I know you had, <laughs> that's just Who does amazing. that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, we're, we're asking you, who does that, Catherine? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was supposed to open another space and that was in the works. I had my physical location for my healing practice for the last five years in Westwood. And I was going to continue to run that when I opened the bigger space as the bigger space was going to be for gatherings and for yoga, meditations. And then that fell through. And I had given up my lease in my little space because of COVID. I was like, oh, well, I'll figure a way to make it work. And it didn't really have a plan. And then that, you know, that space fell, the bigger space fell through in like September, October. And I was just like, well, now I have no place to work. So I have to find a space. And what came up was the perfect size place that was no longer going to be a huge yoga studio, which was a big undertaking. And I really wasn't prepared for, even though I tried to be. I'm not a yoga teacher. So 
I was okay with shifting gears and just having it be, it's like 400 square feet instead of like 1300 square feet. Mm -hmm. So it's a smaller space, but it's big enough that I can do gatherings and small enough that I could still be treating it as a one-on-one healing session kind of room. So yeah, it's like a transformative space. You can have it for groups of 10 or have it for one-on-one healings. And I just close the curtains, lock the doors and, and it's a treatment room. So how it all came to be was pretty divine, <laughs> divine orchestration. I love that it is exactly what you imagine though, this like soothing, calm, serene place. Like you have created that, you know, you really like, I always admire that in people who, you know, I love interior design, no matter what it is and people bringing their themselves to their space. And you really have the capacity to do that. Like that space is so cool. It really, it was just, it was insane how fast it came together because that other space I was trying to force and it took like a year and a half for it to not come together. And then this one came together like overnight, like in, in like less, like a week. It was insane. Everything. I even came up with the logo, the design of it. I like, I just swapped out the website from the one to the other. It all came together at record pace. It was awesome. So it's called moon magic. And I do believe it's the divine feminine that kind of pushed its way through and was like, women need a place to gather and you got to be the one to do it. So (laughs) And that's what happened. And you offer all kinds of classes there and there's a shop to buy books and card decks and angel card decks and jewelry and things like that as well, crystals. That's cool. So it's everything encompassing. Yeah, because my tiny room where I was working out of for the last five years was the size of a small bedroom. And I had like two shelves of retail. Eventually I was like, I think I need to sell crystals because people just need these support to go along with their spiritual journey. And I'd often recommend stuff. So it's like, I might as well just sell some things. So this is taking it to a bigger level where I've got many shelves of crystals. And and then I have other local artists and friends, healers and creatives of different types that put out their objects that they create. So I'm supporting other women in business. And then I'm also hosting classes mm-hmm. alongside women. And some of them are borrowing my space and you know renting it to do their own one-on-one healing sessions. And some of them are hosting their own classes. So it's just been an awesome, like combo of forces. Love it. Yeah. And it really is. It's got that feeling. So kudos to you. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm very happy about it. I'm happy it's here too. I'm happy for you. It was crazy that it came together during COVID like it did, but I was able to negotiate a better rent. So that worked out for me. Totally. Totally. (laughs) And like, you know what? You just got to do it. Like you just went with your whole gut feeling on it as well. Like this is the space. This is right. We'll make it work. Yeah. Forward. So it's, um, yeah, it was, it really was beyond, it was bigger than me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Um, And let's talk to, I have already told my listeners to go listen to your podcast, the Spiritual Seekers podcast. I love it. Like, what, I mean, that's just another extension of your brand, right? Like, what, yeah, what prompted you to say now's the time to get this podcast going in 2021? I have no idea. Like it was something I had thought about for years. Like my kids told me years ago when they were super little, like, you should have a YouTube channel. You should, you know, they didn't say podcast, but like there's always these stories that I could share. And I'm, I didn't know I was a good storyteller, but I am. <laughs> so uh-huh. it's just fun to share the totally. things that I come across. And the daily world that I live in is pretty fascinating and interesting. And I love to share the stories and they're always educational in nature. You know, there's always some kind of you know, maybe you can take something from this and learn from it or see how it applies in your life and whatever. So um, I guess, I don't know why I decided now, but 
I figured with the Black Friday sales, I should buy a good microphone and that would make me commit to doing the podcast eventually. And I knew right. I couldn't you, do it yet. You invest in yourself yeah. and then it's like hanging over your head. <laughs> it was literally over my head. I put, I put the podcast, I put the uh, microphone literally. above my, my one closet at my work. <laughs> so I stared at it for like a month going, I know I need to start that. So, and then actually I was, my husband gently prompted me to, to look into it because I was kind of saying I had free time one week. I didn't have a lot of clients or something. He's like, maybe you should look into doing the podcast. And I was like, I kind of was offended. I know. You're like, but- shut up. <laughs> like, maybe I could just relax. And yeah. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, fine. You know, and then it made it be my goal to like get it done by my birthday. So I spent the next couple of weeks, like getting it all set up and asked you for help and asked uh, Sarah Walton for help. And the, between the two of you guys, it was really awesome to just be guided and pull the trigger and do it. So I'm afraid well, I'm, I'm going to run out of stories, but I'm like, I'm yeah, not. No, there's you always, won't. You won't. There's always more. We know you. You won't. <laughs> and you know what I love too is like, they're your own stories. There are other stories that you you bring into it from your network as well. Um, one of my favorite episodes that you've done is the past lives episode. As you know, everyone listening, go check that out. And it just makes you think like, you know, whether you're into this stuff or not, it's just like, wow, the concept that we could be another you know, our soul is traveling from time and, you other know, dimensions and yeah. yeah, it's just super cool. And other time frames, like when you've gone deep into talking about like civil war and this and that, and these time periods and you're like, wow, like that's intense. So I, I love that. And it, it does because like when you have your own thought in your own life and you're like, what's going on? Am I crazy? You know, like it reassures you that there is something else. There's other people who have other experiences like this too. So it's so fascinating. It's like a, it's a huge rabbit hole, you know, and it's oh, like, totally. it's, it's important not to get too lost in it, but it's just so fun. And it could really explain a lot. Like I just had a major healing come up from a, a really traumatic lifetime. And it took me, um, what we're in 2021. I've been doing this since 2009. It took me 13 years or 12 years. I really started 2008, but for this most traumatic lifetime to come come up. So you're not going to get the most scary stuff right away. You'll probably get like, well, you'll get whatever you need and what's whatever mm-hmm. whatever is relevant for you at that time. But this particular lifetime was horrific. And I talked about it in, I think, episode 16. It cleared up a lot of space in my body. And I went through like physical changes that week. And I feel a lot better. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I, apparently it was holding me back and like accepting my success, you know, so it's pretty wild. I love that concept. Like, and it just helps other people. It's exactly the mission of the podcast is to like help other people recognize that in themselves and be like, that's okay. There is another dimension. There are these other things at work. Yeah. Sometimes our fears don't make sense. And a lot of times when they don't make sense, it's probably connected to another time. (laughs) So interesting. So interesting. All right. I also love, you know, as one of the channels of your business is having a digital course. I mean, like to me, this is the ultimate, you know, the ultimate in you, you know, you do these live courses sometimes and you've done your course live where you're teaching people and you've done different courses live, but to have a course where anybody can, can access it. I mean, this is what I'm always saying to people I come in contact with, like whatever you do, whatever your method is, whatever you have to teach, like you can express it and make it go wider through an online course. 
So I'm really excited that you have that and you're launching it again. It's called Spiritual Seekers 101. It's launching this fall. And uh, Mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit about it. Like, what is the premise? What had you, what made you start this online course piece for yourself? Well, basically, I had a session with with our friend Sarah, and she kind of channeled that I should do an online course during our during our session. And it, she's like, "This these were not in my notes. Like, it just kind of spontaneously popped to her mind where she's like, you need to do an online course, Karen. And I was like, what? And this was like back in the, I think, 2018, 2017, 2018. So I spent like a year trying to figure out what the hell I was going to do and how. And then 2000, somewhere at the end of 2018, I kind of finessed and figured it out. And it was the introductory stuff that I teach all the time. Like basically, what am I telling people all the time? So, and that's where the empath thing, like I had started teaching these courses just to local people to bring them comfort and give them tools. So I kind of wove them together in a six week course. So being an empath, as we were talking about earlier, and just have recognizing that like sensitivity is not a disability and then how to protect yourself. So now that you have the tools of recognizing that, yeah, you have this, you know, you have this awareness about yourself. How do you keep yourself from getting, having your energy sucked from you? Right, right. And that is so important because that's a piece like a lot of people talk about recognize, 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 but then you're like, okay, I've got it. But now Now what? (laughs) Now what? Right, right. It's the next step in it. Yeah. Yeah. So teaching tools for protection. Yeah. I do just want to say before you go on, like that to me is the concept. Like what are people asking you all the time? What are you teaching all the time? Like that is really turning your method into Mm -hmm. a product so that you can reach more people or not have to be one-on-one in terms of live, you know, or being a live class. So it's such a good way to discover like, what should we be doing? What should my course be about? I know I want to have that part of my business or, you know, that kind of thing. So I just want yeah, to know. Yeah, no, because it was, it was redundant. And then there there was even like a period, like a few months ago where I was like, eh, I'm teaching this stuff all the time. Like, so it's like, you like, I want to keep my enthusiasm about it. And like, you have to remember that not everybody knows this content in and out like you do, you know, mm-hmm. so it's to try to keep that enthusiasm up and to just offer it as a evergreen online course, take at your own pace people really, at least the people that are interested in this kind of course, need that community because a lot of times being an empath and being sensitive and wanting to tap into your psychic abilities and a lot of people already have these sensitivities where they're connecting with the crossed over loved ones and they can't tell their family about it because everyone thinks that they're crazy or it's just met uncomfortably. So having the community aspect, I discovered it or I kind of like meditated on for, as I was kind of grappling with how to present this again, it's like, we need community. You can't just, like, you can take the online course, fine. But like to meet weekly, having an accountability uh-huh. of meeting weekly, because, you know, everyone enrolls in these online courses and then, like, takes two classes and then forgets about it. And then, like, later right. on, you're like, oh, it's still my computer. I never even finished this class. Yeah. So if you have... Life happens. Exactly. <laughs> so having the accountability of meeting every week for six weeks with other people that are, like, also on a spiritual journey and going, no way, me too. You know, like, having that kind of support and to just feel normal in this kind of community is, is really valuable. Yeah. It's smart too, for making that experience be better for your students. Like you recognize that and then you implemented it. And I do just want to say too, you know, when you talked about keeping the enthusiasm, like that is such an important point because earlier you had said like, it took you 13 years to have this 
huge emotional breakthrough kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. and so like you are at a different level and you are having these things. So like, I, I think that's a really interesting point to bring up, like as guides, as instructors, as teachers, like we are the people to teach the 101 mm-hmm. because we know that so well, but it's also keeping in check because we're on our own journey and now you're at 1201, you know, right. <laughs> kind of thing. And so it's like, that's something to really think about to keep, you know, yourself engaged and fresh in your own material for your students. So yeah, sure. I know. And it's like the other night I had a class and one of the women there was like, well, I didn't see anything during the meditation. Does that mean I'm blocked? And it's like, you don't want people to feel like, right. like, like something wrong with them, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, you know, like this is the first time you've done a guided meditation. Like, right. Like she saw part of it. She just didn't see all of it. So it's like, don't worry about it. And I'm like, here's a little piece of amethyst. Put it on your third eye when you're laying down in bed at night. You know, like let it kind of, the energy kind of percolate into your third eye and you'll feel the energy shifting. And it's something you work on. It's something that comes with practice and time. And little by little, you accumulate these, the senses get louder. And then you're like, when did this begin to be normal? Like you kind of lose track that you were blocked at one point. So, you know, I remember saying that too to my teacher, like, I hear things, but I don't necessarily see things or, you know, different people have different levels of sensitivity. So you might be more someone who feels things like my friend would get like physically taken over, like where she would have Mm -hmm. major heart palpitations if she sat down next to somebody who had anxiety or anger. And I didn't have that, but I would like look in their eyes and be like, something's up with this person. So I wasn't Mm -hmm. as clairsentient as my friend is. But I'm also very clairvoyant and I'll see imagery in my, when my eyes are closed. But then there's people who see things with their eyes open. There's th- people who hear messages. Everybody has their own gift. And the more you practice and stay in that space, the more the other gifts will open up. So you have to just be patient and not like be mad about where you're at. Right, right, right. Totally. And it's a process. Every one of these, every course, every teaching, every learning is a process, right? And so we yeah. can't lose sight of that. Um, and I love that. That story just brings us right into week three and week four of your course, which are (laughs) introduction to the chakras and crystal basics. Like, you know, those are two pieces, like two important pieces to the puzzle because that's your prescription, right? Go and put this on your third eye. Well, what is that? Like, where is that? You know, so (laughs) you're really bringing people in onto understanding the chakras. I'll let you explain what that is. And then understanding how crystals can work and be part of a healing process or an intuitive process, an energy process. Yeah. Yeah. The chakras are energy centers in the body. There's many, many of them, but I just go over the seven major chakras in the class. And even that has conflicting truths. And that's another thing that makes people crazy because there's different schools of thought or different, you know, places in the world where they have them in different places and different colors. So it's like, you go crazy if you want to try to find the absolute truth because there kind of is none. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. give people like, a, you know, like, don't be so hard on yourself. Like whatever you, like my son sees the chakras in the Tibetan system because he's had Tibetan lifetime. So his heart chakra is blue, but mine is green, you know? So it's like, whatever. There's like, it's so weird, whatever. That's like abstract, deep stuff. But the energy centers all represent different things physically, emotionally, spiritually. And they actually line up physically with the endocrine system, which is really super cool. So they're basically like vortexes of energy that channel through our bodies. And if we have issues, different periods in our life, we might hold energy there. If we have trauma, sometimes the trauma, like which comes first, you know, like the trauma triggered something or maybe there's something that was off. And then because something was off, then it attracted a physical ailment. So Mm. by keeping our energy clear, 
we're less inclined to take on stuff because if we can clear it out in the energy field before it harnesses into the physical body, you're better off. So yeah, just teaching people about the chakras is really interesting and fun and empowering. And then the crystals are just like a nice energy tool. And a lot of times I use the crystals as a way to demonstrate how energy feels. So people, if you think you're maybe sensitive to energy, hold a crystal. And if you, while you hold it, you start to feel it pulsing, vibrating. Maybe you feel like your legs are heavy or your head is light. And, you know, your brain will try to tell you you're crazy. You're not feeling those things. It's got this reason or that reason. And then you switch crystals and you have a different sensation. So it's like, you know, from one crystal to another, you'll have a different experience. So they, they're really good tools in shifting energy. Uh, why I also like your course being six weeks is because there are, there's so much to explore in this realm and you keep it nice and tight in, in terms of like what we were talking about. People don't always finish the courses. Like you could just go down the rabbit hole here. You know, there's so much. So to keep it concise and just say, even just crystals alone, that's a whole rabbit oh my hole, God. right? You know, I like that this isn't, you know, this is a nice introduction and to get you thinking and start understanding some things and introduction to some tools, all of that, you know, for your, you know, I love your term for week five of your coming out of the spiritual closet. Like you're recognizing what's happening and you're having some thoughts and some feelings and some intuitions and all of that. But like, you can't say it to the rest of the world, right? <laughs> well, yeah, you can, but you might not be met well. <laughs> right. Totally. But So yeah, I mean, I'm married to a skeptic atheist. So I figured like, I'm a good person to handle like what comes up. And my father's a deacon in the Catholic church. So the two main men in my life are at opposite ends of the spectrum and neither of them are on board with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's kind of like, hey, if you got this kind of thing going on or that kind of thing, I could kind of relate. And most people don't have it as extreme as me. My dad is loving and accepting and more open-minded than he used to be. And my husband is gentler than he used to be. He used to be really kind of sharp and unfriendly, <laughs> to put it mildly, about these things. So, But I've had, in my classes, I've had people that were really hung up on the religion aspect of things. Like, I kind mm -hmm. of gave up worrying about religion somewhere along the way, and I baptized my kids in the Catholic Church, but we didn't continue on beyond that. Oh, First Communion, but after that, we didn't do anything. So, and they're 14 and 16 now, but I'm okay with that. But some people are really hung up about the religion that they were raised in and, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. And that, last week I was with my dad on my mom's death anniversary. We went out to dinner together. And while we were there, I mentioned how one of my clients is connecting with the daughter that she hasn't gotten pregnant with yet, but that she knows that this soul is coming for her. You know, like this girl is yeah. like in her auric field, like ready to, ready when the opportunity wow. comes. And my dad goes, huh, well, we don't believe that the soul happens before conception. I go, oh, well, that's where the Catholic beliefs and what I believe are differ, you know, differ a little bit there, dad. And then he was just like, huh. And I'm like, well, sometimes, you know, I get past life flashes and stuff. And he goes, well, I never get that. And I go, well, probably because you were raised in a paradigm where you didn't think that way. Like, that's just not the belief system you were raised in. He's like, hmm. And then I ended up telling him about my son's past lives, which I've never done before. And he was fascinated and he loves history. So my son's civil war life totally resonated. And he knew that this is a side note about that story, but like the Confederate, like my son was a Confederate soldier and he remembered this at like age four. And he said it was Lincoln's war. And that's something that the South said. That's not something that the North said. And he remembered having a gray uniform. And my dad was wow, like, right. just amazed. And I love that he was, you know, entertaining and listening. Mm -hmm. Well, how can you argue where it was coming from too? 
you know, he's four. You know, right. It was like a, his four-year-old grandson at the time, you know? Yeah, so it's like, yeah. that's just purity, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. You can't. So that was really cool. So yeah, coming out can be intimidating when, when who you're being up, pushed to get up against. Mm-hmm. Like if you feel shaky, like with my husband, when, in, when I first started waking up, my husband really pushed back hard. And it's like, you can't have enough arguments and enough evidence to support someone who's determined not to listen to you. So that's really, that can be really hard. So that's why like, it's like, come to our community, you'll be welcomed and, and you know, right, loved right, it. Totally. And we'll listen to you and we'll hear your stories and we'll validate you, you know, like you might not get that at home, but you got that here, you know? Right, totally. And I think for me, it's like, my husband has, he supports me in these ways because he sees me come home and be <laughs> lighter and easier. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like yeah. after a time with us girls or, you know, or right. whatever I'm doing, he's like, you, you need that. <laughs> go, go, go off and do some yeah. more of that. Like, you know, you can see the difference. So it's like, okay, even though that's not his thing. I mean, even though I've said, go have Reiki with Karen at some point. And he did. Right. And he's like, but it's not my thing. I'm like, okay but you right. tried it, you know, yeah, all yeah. Good. <laughs> I know it's like, whatever works for, you know, maybe he just really likes to play music and that can really shift his energy, you know? So totally. Yeah. Well, actually watch Godzilla movies. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> his Marvel stuff. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something like that more, but <laughs> we put up with each other. Right. <laughs> so, and then, you know, you're a last week and it kind of goes to what we were just talking about is like intuitive development. Like, is that the where you go from here step? Like, or, you know, how do you know you're receiving signs or where, where is that? It's so fascinating step? that because this, the last class, yeah, I say intuitive development or psychic development, like they both to me are interchangeable terms, but psychic is more loaded and people have a little bit more fear about the word psychic. Mine goes back to Pee Wee Herman and the and the fake psychic with the crystal ball stealing his money. Like that's where right. like my idea of psychic was. For oh my gosh, time. totally. When <laughs> someone says that term, I'm like, okay, yeah. Hilda. But this, what's really cool about the last class is that I give people homework and before the class meets for the sixth week, you pick somebody in the group and, or maybe more than one person and you do an exchange and whether or not, I don't know that they like, whatever the rules are always moving, you know, but like they could either get the results and talk about it with the person before the first class, before that class, or we reveal it that day. But either way, they tune into somebody and just tune in, see what you get. And it's like, you just you, match people up. Yeah. And like you just randomly, go, okay, or, yeah, you okay. go with her or, you know, or pick somebody that you feel like resonate, you know, resonates better with you, like of the, whoever's present in the class and okay. just kind of tune into That's them cool. and see how you feel. And you can do it as a visual scan. You can do it as a physical scan on your own body where you kind of like, okay, pretend I'm this person now. And you kind of like scan down your body and notice like, does your leg hurt all of a sudden? Do you have anxiety? Is your stomach hurting? Do you have a headache or whatever? Or what else pops to mind? And sometimes people like pop in and they get like a message, like a mediumship message. And they're like, oh my God, I got your mom came through, you know? And these are people that don't have a lot of experience with this. So it just goes to empower you to be like, we are all able to do this if we just allow it and ignore the ego where you're like, you don't know what you're doing. You're crazy. You're stupid. You're, you know, you're making this up. Mm-hmm. Just get past that voice. <laughs> and then once you're past, past that voice, just allow it to come through. And then we, I also encourage them to maybe intuitively pick a, a crystal for that person, or if they had Oracle cards to pick a card for that person. And then we exchange at that night and it's, it's always awesome. And people are that always is impressed. So cool. That is such a cool, like bonding experience too, with your group, like having somebody focus on someone else. 
Yeah. And just see see how the energy goes. One of the first times I did a class like that, this isn't my story, but this was a story I witnessed. There was this pair of people and the woman worked on the guy and she said, I don't know. I just saw three records and they were broken. And she was just, and she saw like an old like record player and just was like kind of confused. And he said, I've been in a band and we've lost three of our lead singers in the, like they've all died in the last couple of years and whatever. So the three broken records made sense to him. And then the reverse, when he did her, he's like, well, I scanned you and all I saw was bones. I, he's like, I don't know. Cause he figured, well, doesn't that make sense? It's like, I'm seeing you in x-ray vision. She's like, I have osteoporosis or, you know, some kind of bone right, problem. Right, right. And it was completely relevant. And it was like, what? So you don't know, like you have to be willing to be vulnerable and sound crazy and just throw it out there. And mm-hmm. it's most times it's relevant. It's just that our own brain gets in the way. So affirming for the person who was saying that three records, you know, because she's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what that means. Like, no, you're not supposed to know, but the, <laughs> but but bring it forward, you know, like yeah, that's an yeah. affirmation to bring it forward because he knew what it meant kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's so, it's so super cool. So I love giving people that like, little glimpse of empowerment and then they kind of step into it and then they know to trust more. And then there's another thing is the body pendulum where you're tuning into how your body feels and what feels right and what feels wrong. So anytime, anytime things feel like expansive and light, like if you were to be like, should I do this or should I not do this? You know, when you feel good (laughs) and light and bright, that's yes. When you feel shrunken in and dark and heavy, that's no. And to just give yourself the chance to step into that. And I had a stupid example from the other day. The, the oral surgeon asked me to move my appointment for my son from 420 to 3. And I was like, I really wanted to say no because it wasn't terribly convenient. But I said yes because I was like, it'll be over with sooner. Freaking, they were held up until 4. So we didn't even get seen until 4. And I was like, I should have just said no. <laughs> and it's like, right, and right. I and I felt it in my body and I ignored it. So like, I'm not, I'm guilty of ignoring my intuition too, but if you listen to it, it makes your life a lot easier. Oh my gosh. And it can be little things like your dental appointment or big things like who you are choosing to partner with or, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like it can be those. It, it feels like a current. And if, if mm-hmm. you feel like you're going like with the flow, like downstream, they say like law of attraction, like Esther Hicks, if you feel like mm-hmm. you're going down the river and it feels smooth and easy, then that's the right answer. If it feels like you're walking upstream, like why force that? Totally. Well, I think, you know, it's so much comes into it when we're coming into our intuitive world, you know, awakening to it because we bring so much of ourselves that already these habits, like I'm a people pleaser. So like in that, I have to really learn to let go of some of that and be like, no, it's about like what I'm feeling and, you know, really, and it's not that I let people walk all over me, but I'm a second chance giver. You know what I mean? Right. And like that is sometimes gets me sticky because I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, but being a second chance giver because I'm, you know, I'm like, oh no, it's okay. And right. blah, blah, blah. You know, and then I'm like, ah. So it's what you bring to it as well along the way. You know, you're bringing totally. yourself. And that's why, you know, when we talk about it being a process, just like everything else, I mean, you could learn coding and it's a process because you only learn the basics first and you have to understand them to get to the deeper material to understand it. (laughs) Totally. There, I'm going to just make the coding analogy, people. (laughs) Can't help it. That's your foundation. (laughs) Nobody understands that crap, even me. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So we've gone through the six weeks. I love what you're doing in terms of, you know, connection and what they're learning. And that you're bringing that community piece in. I mean, that's super cool. And then when are you actually launching it? Like, what is the date that people can join? They're interested. October 6th. It's a Wednesday. It's going to be on Wednesdays for until before Thanksgiving. So I figured that's like a good window of time. It's like, we're through September madness. We're not in the holidays yet. So hopefully Wednesday nights work. I had to just pick a night. I didn't, you know, I actually did use my pendulum to pick which night would be a good date. So, And you know, that's really interesting because it's a lot of work that you can do on yourself and intuitive when we're at the end of the year, like coming up on the end of the year where we're thinking about, you know, the whole year that's passed, what we want to do for going forward. You know, we're kind of forward thinking, planning and all of that as well. So it's a really good time to become a little more spiritual and spiritually awoken to some things, you know, that might influence your direction going forward. It's only going to be helpful. Just helps you sift through the stuff and give you some tools on how to navigate and trust your intuition even louder because now you have evidence after having been through the course and connecting and and kind of playing with it and seeing how these different tweaks in your daily life can benefit you. Like clearing it affects like, everything, right? Like it's every decision like we were just talking about. It could be minute to large. So totally. Yeah. And it's like in clearing your energy so you don't have to take people's energy with you. That's another thing that we go over in the class. Cause that's that's something I tell people all the time. You got to clear yourself because we're just like sponges. We're like a dirty windshield, you know, like we just need to to clean the windshield once, you know, every day or however often you deal with people. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. And you know, that's, that's kind of the same in, it's the same in religion. It's the same. Like that theory goes through in all kinds of different cultures as well in spirituality. So that's not anything foreign to recognize, you know, everything's got a cleansing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Holy water is is blessed water. Like energy changes. Like when Mm -hmm. you hold water with the intention of like sending it love, like it changes molecularly, I guess. And it shows up like Dr. Emoto's like water experiments. If you don't know about that, check it out. And it's just like, basically, you know, like plants, if you say, I love you to a plant, it it thrives. If you say, I hate you and you're ugly, it it doesn't do well. So (laughs) it's just, it's amazing. So we have, yeah, it's like, like, so, so holy water and like, these things that the church did, my dad blesses salt and gives me salt and he shows me what the prayer is. And it's a very Catholic prayer, but it's intentionally connecting and sending good energy into things mm-hmm. makes, a, makes a change. It's so neat. That's awesome. And I love the, it can be what you bring to it and it can be any part of, you know, you can, you can be Catholic, you can be Jewish, you can, you know, or you can be Hindu, you can bring any, it, it works with any religion as well in terms of that, because it's just, another a layer, another dimension of it. So yeah. And same with the ascended masters and angels. They don't care about your religion. <laughs> They'll help right, you. right, right. It's just, you know, it's so yeah. crazy. Like when you start getting deeper into things like that. Um, so Karen, tell us where we can find you. Well, I have two different like handles and social because I, I was rebalance Reiki and massage for the last six years or whatever. And then when I opened the new space, I didn't want it to be rebalanced because it just didn't seem right. So rebalance is like my business and then moon magic is doing business under that. But so I've got two accounts. So one, one for my energy healing, personal stuff. And, and that's rebalance Reiki, or I think on Facebook, I created it so long ago, I had a different name. It's like at bringing balance. That was what I thought oh, right. my business name would be like a long time ago. We'll have links to it for sure. 
Yeah. So it's like, (laughs) yeah, it's everywhere. It's a rebalance and then moon magic. So it's like for the store stuff, for the in-person classes, like you follow the moon magic and just for like regular healing, cool, spiritual stuff. It's like rebalance Reiki. Awesome. And we're definitely going to link to the Spiritual Seekers 101 and of course your podcast as well, because (laughs) I love that as well. And people should go listen, download, follow it and check you out. So Thank you so much for being on and taking time and sharing (laughs) your wisdom with us. I mean, I love that insight on the special connections you create in your course. And that's really unique and something we can all take away from it. So thank you so much, Karen. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.